Jerry. Jerry, can you tell us what show The Recruiters Animal Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Okay, I'm going to thank the sponsors. PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. And Hone It, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. Let's see if the guests call back in yet. No. Okay, I, oh, first of all, I'll tell you, this guy is Dutch. Okay, now he uses that as an excuse after the show, he says, oh, uh, it's my English. I didn't answer properly, okay, when people mm-hmm, criticize what he said. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. not going to work this time. We're and you know what? And what? I read one of his articles on LinkedIn, and he says right at the start of the article, I'm terrible at spelling, okay? So I go to his website, and what do you know? He's got spelling mistakes there, okay? It says adept huh. I'm, uh, instead of adapt. Okay, uh, why can't, okay, here, let's see, I'll put him back on. Bass. Bass. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that, that's better. That's better. Okay, look, I, I think on your wow. website, I think on your website you wrote adept, A-D-E-P-T, instead of adapt. Okay? Now, you said in one of your articles that you're terrible at spelling. If you know that, why don't you get an anglophone to read your website you know, copy for you instead of crying later on that English is your second language. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and why do you think do you think I didn't do that? That oh, well, then you, you know what? Oh, I got to tell you. No, I had a wow. I, I had a That's... candidate once. Uh, she was uh, an accountant, good good professionally. She was from China, and she had a lot of you know, typographical or spelling mistakes in her resume. I said, why didn't you get someone to read it for you? She said, I did. Another immigrant from China. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe you're getting another Dutchman to read it for you, but you no. need someone to, a little better, okay? No, listen, so, listen, I, I published uh, – Five books, and I recently had this debate with my publisher. Are you on a speakerphone? Are you no, on a speakerphone? No, I'm on a headset. Well, you put your mouth, put it in he your mouth, because okay. you know it sounds like All you're right. far away. You know, is this better? From a completely miserable sound to now, you just want to tweak this guy just a little bit. Come on, animal. He sounds great. Okay, yeah. go ahead. All right. Um. Recently, my publisher, who's published over a thousand books, literally said, I've given up hope to ever publish a book without a single spelling mistake, which was in Dutch, by the way, which Mm. is a terrible language. But even editors don't edit them all out. Even native editors don't. Okay. Fine. But you're right. Wow. I, I told you. Look, everybody. everybody hey, I know I'm wasting time, but I told you this guy would have excuses right away for his language problems. That's his one of his trademarks. Okay, that's one of his trademarks. Okay, let's get right into it. You said, and you know, we'll. I'll tell everybody what you do later on. Just so you know, we wasted so much time. Let's get into it. You said that good-looking women are in trouble 
if they're being uh, they're they're being interviewed or exam or uh, looked at by a female recruiter, and you also added that most recruiters are female. Okay, so this is like a big issue. How come there's no women in tech? Now we know. Okay, is that the reason? Go ahead, shoot. Hmm. No, first of all, I didn't say if they were interviewed. The problem is getting to the interview. And the, re- mm-hmm, the research mm-hmm. I was citing did um, applications with the exact same resume with just different photos who've been judged on how well does the woman look. And it turned out <laughs> that women who look better got invited less. Mm-hmm, the interesting mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. is, and recently somebody quoted, uh, uh, responded to that on your Recruiters Online group as well, who said that good-looking people actually get ahead faster if they get mm-hmm. hired. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm. Problem is getting to the interview at all. Okay, I don't know. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth. From what you're saying, good-looking women get filtered out, and and, and uh, most recruiters, maybe in Europe, are women. But here, there's a lot of female recruiters as well. And you said they are this filtering out the good-looking women. Okay, what I'm going to yeah. tell you that's contrary is that I've heard. I don't know if it's true that uh, pharma, pharmaceutical companies in particular used to love to hire women as sales reps who used to be cheerleaders because they were outgoing and uh, I don't know if they were all good looking, mm-hmm. but they, they had something, a little pizzazz mm-hmm. that were going to impress men. Okay? So Absolutely. Uh, that's. And I've well, actually, how did those. I, I know actually Go ahead. Also, also that here in the Netherlands, one of our major uh, telecommunications companies used to hire good-looking women as their salespeople as well. Because okay. Now, now, I've got a woman men. here. I've got a woman here who's going to tear you to shreds. Okay, a smart woman. Uh, but first, I want to mention something. One of the people on on the group, the Facebook group, he said, "Oh, he said, who's going to qualify? What good looking is?" Well, he's kind of dumb because uh, there's been tons of studies that show that even if people look different in as a whole, there's certain elements of people's features that are considered <laughs> beautiful across <laughs> cultures, across <laughs> cultures. It, 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 uh, uh, these psychologists have identified what good-looking means, okay? Uh, you, am I right animal, about that, Bass? Animal, animal? Yeah. Animal. Can yeah. you give us an idea of some of these uh, features and attributes that you're talking about? Okay, I, 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 I could, but I'll just remember, like, offhand, there's certain kinds of symmetry, facial huh. symmetry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Facial symmetry okay. is right. one of the most important ones, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Tanya Bork well, I'm in is trouble. here. Uh, uh, Tanya Bork, you're on the floor. Go ahead. Take him, the sh- take him so, apart. I, I'm going to have to refute what he's saying. Um, I've, I've Can you talk louder, Tanya? Uh, look, I'm on a separate she line from everybody, fine, so maybe I can't dude. hear. She sounds fine. Okay. 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 So I'm going to have to refute what he's saying in that data um, for a few reasons. Um, there was a couple of articles that came out earlier this year back in March that said that women were spending more money on plastic surgery and cosmetics and Botox because of the job market and wanting to get better jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's about time. If, if there's, yeah. So if they were spending all of that money on this, you know, you know, according to what he's saying, they won't even get through the the, the first part of the process. 
Let me get into this. Do you think these women based it on their perception of getting ahead or did yep. they actually use some data for it? Because it's um it's it's most likely on the perception, but you know that Exactly. Um, so basically you're just saying that well, a lot of them might be wrong and as I also mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm. this research I've quoted was done in Israel. I just found research in Italy which actually contradicts it, so it might also be culturally biased. Okay, it might be. so now you you're know. backing out. You're backing out now. No, okay. Okay, I, I thought you would. No, I, I just knew you, you'd fold. I knew you'd fold in front of front of this, okay? So. Yeah. It's settled. He's backing out. Tanya beat him already. Okay. No, he's not. He's not. Okay, so there might, be some, there might be some Good cultural job, bias to it, but okay, did you I've have never seen a recruiter uh-huh. tell, tell the hiring manager, oh, she's too beautiful for this job. Where our job well, is to I've, I've, I've heard that That's men, I've heard that some men don't want to hire beautiful women, even before the, the Me Too. It would just be too much of a distraction for them. I've heard of that, okay? I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true. It's well, true. this is it's more true. I was able to call. I was able to call in. I think one reason women are using plastic surgery is to appear younger. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Maureen. Mm. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Long time Good no point, talk. Maureen. Ex- ex- okay, yeah. so is it settled point. now? I mean, no. Is it settled? So is point. it settled? We're, we're moving on. Okay. Is no, that no, it for no, that no, topic? No, I thought no. I thought it would be a bit more lively. Is that it? No, no, no. He's, we're we're also on the second part because it's is it getting the job or is it getting ahead in the job? Because we also do know that good-looking people get ahead in the job more. But once they get the job, and the question is, will they get the job after that good-looking? Okay, hold well, on a second. Michael G. Cox. Right? Michael G. Cox. Let's bring in the voice of reason. Okay, let's bring in. He was just promoted. He's a big shot now. He's got the, you know, mm-hmm. Solom- Sol- Solomonic uh, judgment. Michael G. Cox, what's going on here? Uh, is there a bias? You're recruiting salespeople. Is there a bias uh, against good-looking women, or is there actually favoritism for those women? And is the bias uh, based on female recruiters as opposed to male recruiters? Do you have any insight into this? Man, in my in my uh, career or even Louder. promotion was not based was not based on my uh, knowledge of this topic. The I, I always thought that there was a bias towards um, an individual being more attractive, not not against. Hmm. Okay, so he's got nothing <laughs> worthwhile to say. Okay, I guess we're yeah. done on this. Uh, you know, I thought it was going to be a real revelation. It, it just uh, falls flat. Sorry, everybody. It's an interesting subject. Somebody said before, um, um, male hiring manager um, doesn't say, oh, I'm not going to hire her. She's too beautiful. But he does say, I'm not going to hire her. She's too old. Right. Uh-huh. Well, first of all, he well, doesn't say that to anybody. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> you you might minute. be surprised, yeah, Jerry. Sometimes he does. We, Jerry, you might be surprised. None of us are saying any of this stuff. It's, yeah, they do say called, it. They do maybe, say it. Maybe, in in fact, listen, maybe, maybe uh, in the men's if it, room. If, if yeah, maybe general, on the golf course where only men hang out. Listen, um, I know you guys don't follow the Dutch market, but recently some internal communication accidentally leaked about dismissing actually an intern candidate. 
and the literal reason was giving we don't hire black people. Yeah. So apparently sometimes they do say it, but uh, hmm. and and uh, this this idiot sent a reply to all, so the candidate literally <laughs> got. Yeah, we had it here a few years ago in government. Some guy applied, and he had some dreadlocks or something like that. A handsome, very handsome guy, actually, because his picture was uh, printed, but he had dreadlocks. And some woman in HR in the provincial government, she, she, she didn't rule him out, but she referred to him as the ghetto dude. And she was from a minority herself, a visible minority, okay? But it was a huge uh, hubbub here. I, I don't know what Did, what did, did you hear the Australian, uh, the, the Australian recently where they uh, forgot to hang up the phone and the, the candidate got the entire voicemail about how her fake tan and her tattoos were, some, <laughs> were a reason she couldn't uh, be a decent nurse? Okay, but but back huh. with regards to what Maureen said about age, you've also you also spoke about uh, yeah. algorithms that knock out candidates who are over 45 years old. Am I right about that? Um, no, it was just a little more nuanced. They build an algorithm mimicking recruiting behavior. So yeah. they said, what would the algorithm select on if we're just mimicking the um, behavior of pretty much about 20% of all Dutch recruiters. And the first yeah. thing that algorithm said was, H, over 45, get out. We're not going to even invite Wow, them. that's interesting. Yeah. Kathy wants to know if she's muted. I, 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 let's talk okay, about Okay, hold this, on. Maybe, maybe, maybe she just joined in. Okay. Okay, I'm opening it up. Kathy, do you want to say something? Oh, I did, but... This is a very intriguing topic to me, and I'm my feelings were just hurt so badly if, because I'm over 45. So the experience that I bring to the table, I guess, doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess well, not. <laughs> I guess not. And the, inter no, the interesting clubs, thing Kathy. is, um, I don't know what 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 the, the recruitment makeup is in the U.S., but in the Netherlands, it's mostly a junior job. So most recruiters are under 30 or just early 30s. Yeah, and they're mostly women, mm. you said. They're mostly women. So all this Many bias, women. Yeah. all the bias is looking? concentrated on the female sex, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. There is okay, now let's are they good-looking women? <laughs> under 30 good-looking recruiters, or are they other uh, Obviously not. They're not the ones getting hired, Okay. They're not so, the ones no, getting they're, interviewed. They're the good-looking. No, they are the good-looking younger women that that don't want the other good-looking women getting hired. Yeah. Oh, you hit the nail on the head, Jerry. You're right. Yep. I think you're right. <laughs> and, and okay, let's introduce the guest. It's real. Let's introduce the, the guest. The nightmare is let's, real. Yeah, nightmare yeah. is real. Let's introduce the guest. His name is, uh, I always have a lot of trouble with his name. It's Bass, B-A-S, Van, a separate yeah, word, a Van, B-A-N, then a separate uh, word, D-E, -E, and his last name, it's, it's like hatred misspelled. He, uh, maybe he misspells his own name, H-A-T-E-R-D, Bass Van De Hater. <laughs> Sorry. Close enough. It's that, mm. yeah, yeah, okay. So and then we're, yeah. we're talking about all this bias. This conversation is, um, is Joe. Uh, Joe had some, a take on this. 
Uh, that's Who's who was Joe? in that discussion. Joe, uh, what's her last name? Um, Joe, she was working in Saudi Arabia. Weech. Oh, Joe Weech. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was in on that discussion. She said, um, and I'm recalling from memory, that she had our, um, a female manager, and she was not too um, helpful, I guess that's how she put it. Let me see if I can uh-huh. get her in on this discussion. Okay, was that because Joe's nice looking? Which she is. I met her. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's, let's, Dude, let, let's introduce him. So his Dude. name is Bass. God. Let me just say, his name is Bass Van Hatered, okay? And what, he's in Holland, as he said. What's your job? I, I, from what I gather, you're an employment branding specialist. Uh, you're interested in personal assessment. Uh, That's why you know a lot about these uh, tests that assess hiring. <laughs> and uh, you, you do something else as well. Uh, a personal but, assessment. But employ- oh, corporate webs- uh, career websites. That's another specialty. Is there wow. anything else I should add to that? Anything no, else I should add to that? I just, I just help corporates recruit better. And sometimes that's getting in more, more people in the top of the funnel, and sometimes it's selecting the better people. Okay. And is there a, what's your website? Let me see. I got your website up here. Just let me tell everybody if they're interested. It's vandehatered.nl. If you're Dutch, it means something to you. If you're an Anglophone, you're going to have a hard time with that, and he should really get a better <laughs> – he should get a better URL, but the guy can't mm-hmm. spell. So what do you expect? Okay, Van de Hayterd. Okay, <laughs> that has can a bad uh, sound in English. Him, can yeah. we ask him to pronounce his name for us, please? Because I think Go ahead. Uh, you're a little bit off. That's from the Hatterd. Yeah, Hatterd, not Hayterd. You Hattard. see the difference? Okay, Hatterd. Well, okay, Hatterd. Which is actually pretty close to the word hate in Dutch as well. But, and yes, it was a misspelling because there's a small village called Hatert. It's just spelled with a T on the end. So even my ancestors couldn't spell, so I'm pretty sure it's Jeanette. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Okay. We just finished with the women. Okay, now this guy also says that the Toronto Raptors won the NBA because of IBM has these uh, no, tests no, 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 that no. analyze... They analyze your Twitter and Instagram profiles. <laughs> I said and they analyzed all the NBA players. They analyzed the NBA players' social media, and uh, based on those character analysis, they put together a team that works well together. So the Toronto Raptors, they all owe, they owe their victory to social media character analysis. Am I right about that, boss? <laughs> I said that's what IBM Watson claims, yeah. And I've challenged yeah. them on it. I'm yeah. challenging you on it, and they never got back to me. But yeah, See, it, it is their claim. They won because the Warriors lost three of their key players. That's why they won. Could very well be, but okay. The, 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 okay, I, he, I'm not what? an NBA fan. I don't. I don't know. I just said. Uh, okay, but you believe that you read these studies and you believe what they say. Where no. uh, any person, they, even if they contradict common sense, and then you go out speaking about <laughs> speaking about them. Am I right about that? Do you ever question these studies and say maybe they're not that valid, and, and come up with some uh, ex- other alternate explanation like Kathy just presented? I always question every study, um, and w- what I said with the Toronto Raptors is this is their claim. I have no idea if it's true. But it is uh-huh. their claim, and there might be something here. That's what I said about the Raptors case. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, you know what? You talked hey, for hey, 10 Dutch minutes. Hey, Dutch people got to eat too, man. He's got bills. <laughs> yeah, he talked for, no, I won't say 10 minutes. He talked for five minutes about how to pick a soccer team uh, based on uh, uh, personality assessment from social media. No, no, no. Okay. They, so they, he can I'm back sorry, away. No. He can try to back away from it now, but that's not what he does when he's making a presentation. Not only that, when he's talking about the value of all these personality assessments, he's almost always talking about, you know, about sports teams, not not the people we're actually hiring, and that's one of my complaints about about uh about you. Oh, you say my favorite player in Brazil, and then you talk about his, his person. Who cares about that? No, now you got it. I didn't speak. The, the soccer team wasn't based on personality. It was based on cognitive measures. Oh, gosh. Which, which is something different. And yes, yeah. there's really great science behind it. And the reason I talk, I, I talked about sports is because that's what most people get. If I'm talking about, for example, air traffic controllers who are actually hired by this, then 90% of the recruiters have no idea about the skills of air traffic controllers. And yet, especially when you're presenting in Britain like I did, everybody knows the exact skills every player on a pitch needs to have. So it's just easier understandable for the Brits. And this was a British okay. event which we were looking at. Next time I'm okay. playing a pickup game oh. of basketball, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really I'm, employ this. Are we done talking okay. about hotties? Are we uh, done talking yeah, about Yeah, you hotties? can hang up. You can hang up, okay, Jerry. We're, we're, All we're right. finished I with the women. Thought I'd, thought I'd bring my expertise, and you never even asked me about anything. But nah. <laughs> well, you did talk. So you have it. something else to say? You told us you have something no. else. No, no. Okay, this. I just if we've yeah, you know, it. I have to. I got to do an ad, but this guy's also into DNA assessments. Apparently, China is going to take over the sporting world because uh, they know that there's uh, a gene that 70% of all top athletes have that only 1% of the general population has a special gene. So they're uh, picking these babies who've got those genes and they're filtering them into uh, athletics. Uh, and uh, then they are going to take over in maybe 15 or, or 20 years based on this uh, selection process. Am I right about that, boss? Um, well, they're actually they're picking. Um, no, they're, what they're doing right now is they have enough talent, of course, like every country, which is now in his in their teens. And uh, what they're saying is you can only make the Olympic selection if you have this specific gene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so I thought they're choosing not, they're, they're it's not at the baby stage because there's a lot of different things as well. But what they're saying is listen, and this gene is, is linked to your recuperation rate. So basically you're able to train faster and you recuperate after a match faster, whichever sports today sport it is. And uh, based on that they're saying listen, the chances of you becoming really the the, the absolute top if you don't have the gene, are that slim that we're just not going to invest in you, um, okay. in your team? Let's, okay, here's okay. Here's we're going from athletics. How does that affect Jerry and, and uh, Maureen and Kathy and Tanya? Uh, uh, what's the relation of, of that to real life at this time? I want to come back to that. I have to do some ads. <laughs> hey, everybody, recruiting animal here for Hire Tool. H I R E T U A L. 
Uh, I'm going to keep referring to Amy Miller. She's very famous now. She's a, a top recruiter, and she answered a question on Facebook about her favorite sourcing tool, and here's what she said, hire tool, hands down. Hire tool, I recruit engineering managers in big tech, she said, and I've done side-by-side comparisons between hire tool, AI sourcing function, artificial intelligence sourcing function, and another big brand name tool, and there was no contest. The other tool didn't give me what I want. Hire tool provided relevant results and full contact info. So she's happy to discuss it with anybody Okay, there's no question at all between Hire Tool and other brands when it comes to your sourcing tools. Now I'm going to talk about PC Recruiter, our old friends. Jeremy Sizemore, famous SAP recruiter, also said on Facebook, I've been on PC Recruiter for over 15 years. And you know why? Because there's no darn reason for me to change constantly improving the product they've got great customer service it's well priced and it has all the functionality i want i love the mobile app i use it all the time i like the ease with which i can import a linkedin profile or a zoom info profile just by clicking the import button in pc recruiter you can customize reports however you like for team meetings half of the pinnacle society is running on pc recruiter those are the top big billing recruiters in the united states okay so he's recommending pc recruiter pcrecruiter.net and i'll come back to our friends at hone it in a few minutes how can tanya bork and jerry bright and michael g cox take advantage of this DNA recruiting, or or uh, is it strategic? <laughs> is it a, restri- a strategic issue for uh, a company like a, a, a TA uh, or a VP of Human Resources says we're going to dominate in 15 years, and they start analyzing people's DNA? What's the story? Is, is it relevant or just a, an interesting fact? It's an interesting fact for now, and actually, as far as I know, at least in Europe, it's officially not banned by law. As in, oh, really? you, you can't have a company offer it to you. They're currently only offering it to individuals who want a leadership development program, who want to know what, uh, what leadership styles and what, what fits their DNA. And it's officially not allowed because you're not allowed to ask physical things from people, at least in Europe. I don't know about Okay, but in Japan, in Japan, don't they hire by blood type? I don't think this will be banned in Japan. They'll they'll eat it up, don't you think? I have no idea about the Japanese recruiting market. You can tell okay, me anything I, there. I, I've never been to Japan, to be honest. Okay, but, I, you know, you've read. I, I can't believe yeah. with all the stuff you read that you haven't come across the idea that in, in Japan they, they actually are hiring people according to their blood type. They think it reveals character. Okay, so they're not going to be averse to – uh, hiring people based on DNA. Oh, but Maybe, you, may- all right, you, but you wanted to know what we know with DNA. Well, one of the things we can actually say now with 85% certainty is how many years of college is somebody going to do based on their DNA. This, this, this shit scares the hell out of me, but they're pretty good at actually predicting are you going to finish your university. One of the things they're currently looking at, for example, in India, is should we be able to use this technology for the underprivileged? Because right now, um, universities usually hire people from the higher caste, which aren't, by definition, the smarter people. And because um, 
the, 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 the funding of Indian schooling is, of course, pretty crappy. They've got money to, to educate about 20% of the people. Shouldn't they be educating the smarter people? Yeah. So that smarter people have more, um, make more money. Okay, and so, so you're saying, okay, so you're saying, you're saying that intelligence is not related to Hindu caste, and so that uh, they should, you know, they should, and they're the ones with the money, and so that uh, they should, the government should fund these kids who, uh, uh, based on their DNA. Uh, have a, a better chance of finishing university and doing I'm, I'm well. Not, okay. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying it could be how it okay, should be done. Would, and yeah, and okay. In some cases, okay, i got to tell you something else, though. On these personality assessments, you swear by them, okay? And you mm-hmm. like to say over and over again that when you take the test, you are remarkably low in inhibition, okay? Yep. You're completely unfiltered. And I'd imagine someone uh, like that, you know, who was completely, you said, one of these psychologists said, I'm afraid to be in the room with you because even prisoners, criminals, don't have uh, as low an inhibition profile as you do. So I'd imagine that you'd come on a show like this and you'd be swearing your head off like somebody with Tourette syndrome, okay? And you seem very controlled. You're more controlled than me and Jerry. You're more controlled than me and Jerry, okay? So what's the story? You're betraying these assessments, you seem to me, or do you just have a a good control over yourself? Have you learned to discipline yourself? I've learned to discipline myself, and I'm really taking up a lot of energy right now keeping calm. Yeah. Well, don't keep calm. I want if you you really feel passionate, and this is something else. Jerry, are you All still right. with me? You're, you're, okay, you want you want me passionate about DNA? I'm here, um, Okay, I'm but here. I don't want you swearing, okay? Because once Jerry and I we we had a guest on the show who was Bam, really sorry. rough on the on the groups. He got on the show. He was a milk toast. Okay, so we said, well, uh, we didn't invite you to be a nobody yeah. on the show, a non-entity. So he started swearing. And, man, that got him into trouble. It's one of the few times a guest has got into trouble, and I felt really bad about that. So you do yes. what you have to do for your but, business, okay? We'll, we don't want reasons, you to make yourself no, seem like a, a lunatic. I'm keeping calm is because um, in the Netherlands, swearing is very common. And I've been yeah. told at conferences that I'm not allowed to use the F word, the S word, and all kinds of other words I've used. So when I'm coming to an American radio show, I try to, to keep the cultural thing alive because, to be quite honest, Americans are a, bit, a bunch of wimps when it comes to words. I mean, you uh-huh. shoot everybody with your guns, but when just calling no, out names. No, we're just not saying, uh, trash the, the, Yeah, no, but... Uh, there is a difference. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Uh, by the way, I, I'm not American. Uh, right, uh, there you go. Oh, no, no, okay, but right, listen right, here. Right. Uh, uh, Bass, Bass. When it comes to work? Bass, Sorry. hold on a second. Or boss, boss, if you were really low in inhibition, you wouldn't be able to control yourself. So I think your personality assessment is not as good as you're claiming it to be. You would be screaming and yelling on this show because everybody's against you, okay? Everything's, everything you've said so far is, is being, you know, challenged. Okay. But is that, is that what he said? Well, He's not, calling Americans wimps in, in work? 
verbal no, whips. He says, just, just what, what, he says you got the time. guns, but when it comes to language, you're prudes and Puritans, okay? So, yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, I am so sick of people jabbing at the Americans, excuse me, animal, but, I mean, enough is enough. Focus on yeah, your own okay. country. <clears throat> I wish everybody would do that, especially one very specific country as well. Yeah, no doubt about that. You wanted low inhibition. No, but let's be honest, there are a lot of cultural differences, and I tried to adapt. Obviously, I would not pass your, your test. I mean, there's no way I would pass your personality test or your DNA test, any of them. And I don't <laughs> How do you know about the DNA, Kathy? How do you know about the DNA? Okay. When can you pass a personality test? I mean, the only way you can fail a personality test is not having a personality. Everybody's got a personality. Sorry, you can't fail a personality test. No, you can because your results can be used against you when a hiring manager or somebody that decides we're going to move forward with this person or not has already decided that no, if they fall in this category, we don't want that person. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. You failed matching. No. Okay. So it's okay then. (laughs) I got to do another ad, everybody. But first, I wanted to talk something. uh, There's Bass. I'm going to give you a a moment to think about this. Bass or Boss. Sorry, Boss. I like that name, Boss. Boss says that linguistic analysis, there's with 500 words that you gather from a person's social media imprint, 500 words, you can do a decent personality profile. And that sort of relates back to what he said about the Raptors winning the uh, the championship. Okay, so we're going to come back to that. I want to do uh, a few words about our good friends at Honit IT before that. Let me just see where I, I put that. Put that ad. Come on, everybody. Where's my ad? Oh, oh, come on. This is why you get those big advertising dollars. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I voluntarily I cut all the ad advertising in half. Here's why. Because uh, I don't know. There's no way for me to measure if they're getting any value. They're not paying tons of money for this. Believe me, Mike. Okay. H-O-N-E-I-T dot com is phone interview technology. You know what Honit does? It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips. Now, I don't know if it does a linguistic analysis on them. Not yet, okay? But it tapes you, and it tapes the uh, candidate to help hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, It delivers a ton of info that you don't get from a resume. And believe me, we haven't even talked about how lousy boss thinks resumes are, okay? You can't get a lot from a resume, but you can get more from the actual conversation. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a candidate, share some of that sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. Okay, boss, what about these linguistic analysis? Can I go on to Michael G. Cox's uh, uh, Twitter page? He says he doesn't use Facebook anymore. I don't know why. So anyway, you go on to Michael G. Cox's Twitter page. Can you figure out what kind of person he is or have your machine do that? Um, Yeah, pretty much. Uh And how would that affect hiring? You don't need a machine, man. (laughs) How Uh, How would that affect hiring? How would that affect hiring? 
Well, I think in a positive way, because right now you've got people looking at your Twitter page and making assumptions about what you tweeted. And if you're actually got some, and there's a lot of scientific research about this, if you look at the words they use and you relate those back to character traits, you get a better personality report. Okay, didn't you say though that these that that uh, that these uh, misinterpreted your own profile? That they did a linguistic analysis of your likes on Facebook and they misinterpreted what you were interested in. Am I right or wrong about that? That that's a different tool which didn't do a linguistic analysis. That's the difference. The social media what did analysis. It do? It looked, for example, at my likes on Facebook, and it had a human, at some point, decide that certain things matched with certain character traits. For example, I like music from Linkin Park. According, yeah. to, according to this piece, this piece of so-called academic research, they decided I was unhappy with life and suicidal. Uh-huh. Because some PhD students figured that Linkin Park was linked to those things. So that's a crappy, crappy analysis tool. That's why you need to test Was that before or after That was actually before Chester. That was before Chester. Oh, my God. Yeah. Spot on. It, it also said I didn't care about the environment because I liked the Shell website. The reason I like the Shell website is because Shell does, had, in the past did some amazing recruiting uh, things through Facebook, and I wanted to see what they were using their Facebook page for recruiting for. So it lacks contest text. So actually knowing the likes doesn't work. And analyzing words usually does. And to give you an example what we're trying to figure out right now, and I'm still saying trying, is can we match people who want to be in healthcare? We've got a major problem in, in healthcare right now. Uh, there are just not enough people wanting to wear, work there, right? So um, especially elderly care and care for the mentally uh, disabled. The problem is we spend an insane amount of money training these people and they leave pretty fast because they figured out it just wasn't for them after they started their job uh, for a few months. So what we're now trying to do is take the character traits that people who do their job in healthcare really well, match those with people applying and figuring out, you know, do you have the right character to work in healthcare? Turns out one of the You're things... getting boring. I'm hanging up. See you all later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, right. this, is, this is going nowhere, dude. Dead show now. It's over. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Thanks for that vote of confidence. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I read that. I read that, boss. Boss, let me. Boss, you said yeah. that what they found out when they did these analysis of personalities in healthcare was that uh, if you're too sensitive and you care too much about people, you're going to freak out because you're going to worry about them after work. But what they really need is someone who mentally checks out after 5 o'clock. Am I right about that? That's, yeah. Am I so right you, about that? You need well, what to does care it matter, dude? at the job, but uh, you need to be able to check out uh, let when Jerry, you check oh, look, out. Jerry wants to say something before he disappears. <laughs> what, what is that, Jerry? No, no, that was Mike. Uh, Mike. I don't... It doesn't matter, man. I mean, so what? Let, let's say we figure it out. We're like, oh, crap, we need all of these um, high Ds or high I's if we're using DISC or 
your colors and what the, what does what that matter? So you're only going to hire, Mike, people who really don't care too much about people but can do a job, it sounds like to me. Yeah, and working in health what? Health care. Exactly. Health care. Exactly. Oh, shit. It's an irony. It's a, it's an irony, Michael, but it's, it's, it's could be true. Care, but hire, hire somebody that wants to do the job that, that has the experience to do it, you know, and, and you know, stop muddying the waters with all this other crap of saying, oh, you can only hire this type of person this decade, and, and in five years or ten years it's going to be something totally different. But, you know, I promise that, you know, folks that do all these speaking engagements will have other shit to talk about. <laughs> right. The fuck You're right. Oh, absolutely right, because unlike some people, I've actually tried to keep up with technology and the way that we can be, become better at our job as a recruiter. Yeah, uh, you know what? Right. This, Mike, this stuff doesn't make you. me any better as a recruiter, though. No, I, I think I'm, I, I've got enough cases where it does. I've seen, for example, air traffic controllers having half the dropout rate, saving millions of dollars in, in onboarding and training because they're now hiring people who have the right character traits because of these things. They're Discriminating saving against can, can you other character traits. Can no. you be a little more specific there about with the hiring managers? What, what traits do they have to have? No, let's, let's air, talk about the, the hiring traits that you're going to discriminate out. No, in, in air traffic control? Yes, let's talk about being, that. You need to be able to handle stress really well, for example. They used to, it, in the training program, when you learn, because it's always coming in, when you learn, they about uh, 25% made it to the end. So they started with... 20 people in the training, they ended with five. But they had to pay 20 people salaries over a lot of months. Now they're starting with eight and they're ending with five. That saves them a couple of million a year. Okay, because that's very vague. Interest. Okay, okay. But look, What's fake uh, about that? Oh, okay, you didn't tell us what uh, stress. You did that. It's, it's so general. I, I get the picture. Uh, but what about what about before? And anybody who wants to talk, I, I'm dominating the questions. If anybody wants to speak, please, you know, just speak up, and I'll give you time here. But he also says that these tests are very good at testing competency. So it's not just finding the right character. It's finding if someone can actually do a job, and that it's much better than a resume. Is that right, boss? Yep. Is that what you say? Absolutely. If you do the right test, absolutely. Give us an example. Michael G. Cox is a, a, a recruit salespeople, but you know, there's a, what about people with technical skills? You know. Have you Come ever on. heard of Codility, HackerRank? Okay, tell us about them. Basically, you let people do a coding test, and on their coding test you see how well they actually are able to, to um, get, deliver you the code. And the interesting thing about these tests, it's not about just the quality of the code, it's also about how fast do you get to the code and how well is it written, how much uh, um, time does it take to process uh, the code to, to get where you want to go. Okay, so these online tests, they're very sophisticated, okay? And they're yeah. perhaps more sophisticated than a, a human... Uh, uh, um, um, evaluation of, of the way you can code? Is that what you're saying? 
They're probably just as good as the human evaluation, especially when coding tests. But the difference is you can have people coding from all over the world for a much cheaper rate instead of having to fly them all in, put them in a room, which is you, you, you only do the technical test usually in the last stage because it's really expensive if you're hiring internationally, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not going to fly everybody over to uh, uh, Toronto. Okay, I got the picture. So wh which tests were you referring to just now? You named two of them. I've, I've seen them before, but I can't remember them. Wh which did you've you name? You've got Codity, you've got HackerRank, you've got Skill Value, you've got Go. They're, they're encoding there like, like 20, 25 different ones. Okay, and you put how much value to it, a percentage of, of how accurate they are. What do you see? You're making it sound like they're 90% accurate. Is that what you believe? The coding test? Yes. Yeah. They're 90% they're, they're accurate. Yeah. Okay, so let's say you needed a project manager. Let's say you needed a project manager. Would you do a coding test first for their no. technical ability and then a character test? Or would the character test re re reveal their managerial ability? How do you reveal whether they're going to be a good manager or a project manager? Well, you're, you're, in case of a project manager, the main, it starts with the question, what does he or she need to do at first? And it's probably character-based, yeah. Okay. Anybody got a, a question for, uh, for boss? Anybody else I'm, on the line want to say something? Can, can I ask a question, Animal? Is Amy still here? Who? Amy. No, Amy was never here. Uh, Maureen oh, was correct. here. Kathy was here. Tanya was here. Amy was never here. She's busy. Oh, She's got some work to do. Yeah. Okay. None of the people who uh, uh, only uh, contested with you. Okay. Uh, Aunt Tanya was here who contested with you, and she wiped you off the map uh, <laughs> very quickly. Okay. Is there anything else that you think that we – I have other questions, but is there anything else that we don't know that, or that you do? For instance, you, you do website here, – here's a question. Uh, I know you work with corporations, but for uh, a small recruiter, a solo recruiter – or a uh, you know small shop of five people, let's say three or five people. What can they do to bring in business? Because you're a, a branding expert as well, and you work on websites as well, right? Am I right about that? Would you yeah, have any advice for if you were going to become a, a solo third-party agency recruiter tomorrow? Is there anything special that you would do that you would advise us to do as well? This is not the type of branding I'm an expert in. I'm more employer branding. But um, it depends on your, uh, I, I'd say go niche. If you're a solo recruiter, go niche. Make sure, like Michael G. Cox, you're the best sales, damn sales recruiter there is. And just say, I just do sales. And make sure you're acknowledged just doing sales. Write about uh -huh. how great you are at sales. I've got, for example, one of my friends is a niche sales recruiter here, and he's been blogging about sales and re sales recruitment for ages, and he's recognized within his sector, and he's actually only sales recruiting for IT companies. So he uh -huh. took niche a step further. And everybody okay. who wants to be a sales manager in IT knows him yeah. because he knows all the hiring managers and all the CEOs of the sa who hire sales managers. Yeah. Go okay. niche. That's my what advice. About pro well, what about programmatic advertising for recruiters? Do you support that? Absolutely. Uh huh. Absolutely. Okay, so that means if they visit, if they visit your friend's website, 
he's going to follow them for, until they clean their cash while they uh, move from website to website. In the margin, they're going to see uh, Joe Blow or Bas von Hatered, uh, Hotterd or what? Well, I can't see. I can't. I told you I got a problem with your name. Yeah. But they're going to see you. Follow, uh, do you have that? So let me ask. Do you use no, programmatic? Well, no, you don't. No, that, that's not programmatic. Programmatic is something totally different. That's remarketing. Okay. Totally What's different programmatic? Of marketing. programmatic? What's programmatic advertising? Programmatic starts with, for example, um, you want – let's go with the salespeople again. But your company is very unknown to them. So you start with giving them some sort of content. You, you figure out, you know, I want salespeople – uh, within a five-mile radius of Toronto who have at least uh, uh, 12 years' experience. I don't know. You target them either on Facebook or on LinkedIn. You show them the first ad uh, telling them just things about your company. Then at some point, they might visit your website. Then you will give them different types of content. So okay. um, programmatic is upping the funnel, you know, making them interested in your okay, company. Okay, so you're uh, actually so you're uh, you're a big supporter of candidate ID. Our friend Adam W. Gordon, who's yeah. been on the show also many times, you like them for that reason. Am I right about that? I like them because Hello? they actually go one step beyond Hi. that. They figure okay, but hold out. Okay, Michael G. Cox. Hold on, Michael G. Cox. Did you trying to say something? Is somebody trying to say something? Okay, go ahead, boss. Tell us about Candidate ID. The reason I love Candidate ID is because they've actually gone one step beyond that. They've been able to not just nurture those uh, people, not just try to get them in, but also when they register and they get them to register, they know who's most involved. Yeah. So your recruiter has actually, the, you know, you've got a database of, a thousand, or in, for example, Specsavers is one of their customers, which uh, I've, I've been able to speak to a few times. They've got uh -huh. 10,000 um, optometricians. Yeah. And they can now see which optometrician is most likely open to change a job. So when a job opening, you know, when they need an optometrician in Manchester, they just say, I want an optometrician, I want them in Manchester. Oh, we've got 12 who registered with us at some point, but this person actually looked at our vacancy last week. So, so they measure the control. clicks. They measure the clicks and what yeah, they're and clicking they, on, and they assess the readiness to move based on those exactly. clicks, the content and, and the number of clicks, right? The number of clicks, the number of interactions, the content, the, 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 and what they've been able to do, for example, at Specsavers, they've increased the number of hires per recruiter by five. So uh -huh. they're now re recruiting five times more people per person because they're uh -huh. only going after the hot leads. Yeah. Now, okay. let's be very so, well, what about what, what about that, what you called remarketing, where the you click on your website and then you follow, the, you know, your website follows the, that person throughout the margin. Should, a, should a, a sales recruiter like your friend do that so if they actually visit his website, they're going to uh, see him trailing them? Is that going to be irritating or is it good? It depends. If you do it well, I've, I've done this, for example, at a university where we said, listen, the first week after you visited only a vacancy, not just a website. If you, visit, if you saw a vacancy, we're going to uh, show you that the vacancy is still open for one or maximum, I think we, we put it at 10 working days. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we said, 
after that, if you haven't applied yet, and of course we, we as soon as you apply, you can measure that. We uh -huh. stopped hunting you. Then it then was done. And if you haven't applied, we stopped after ten working days, and we decided. And, and after two months, we show you another one of our general things for about uh, maximum uh, a week. Okay, so there, it's time limited. The, uh, and, and is, is it just? Is it just? Limited. Let me ask yeah. you a question before we're the job So, is it is it just following you around the internet, or is it emailing you as well? Because uh, my experience is based on primarily David uh, Patterson, uh, and and since I went to his uh, seminar, uh, he, he first he followed me around the internet for a week, and now he emails me regularly. They're both the same part of the same uh, this remarketing is the email is what includes the email as well am i right um no in in the in in europe gdpr forbids you to email it unless you explicitly tell them tell me i can send you an email okay so, we've so got he's operating laws against that so no yeah, he's in, the, in europe okay. that's by law forbidden and i mean if that guy would do that to me i would have a field day making a lot of money suing his ass uh, okay, but you're allowed even in Europe to follow people around the internet like that, right? If you cl click on the cookie consent, which everybody does because they're just annoying, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, show's over. Is there any parting words that you want to tell us? Was I uh, inhibited enough or not enough? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's just somebody. Um, oh, Mike. Mike, was there something you wanted to say? Are you uh, You got conked out, blocked by accident. Mike, is Michael no, no, no. It, it, was, it was all good. We're, we're, we're good over here. You're, you're okay? Okay, Bass, yeah. if somebody wants to hire you to advise them on uh, how to hire scientifically or how to do employment branding, uh, is there any term that they can easily remember that's easier than van de hatered dot, dot nl? <laughs> How come you don't have a .com? I mean, like, I would have a .com if I was you, but maybe you only work in the Dutch market. Are you only in the Dutch market? Uh, up till a few years ago, I only worked in the Dutch market, yeah. I well, you should have a .com as well. You should have a .com as well based on an English word uh, about, you know, what you do rather than just your your name. Uh, I, let me ask you one more question. We'll go a tiny bit over time. With your friend, the sales niche recruiter, before, unless he, st he opens up tomorrow and he wants to get to know all these hiring managers for salespeople in, in IT, for instance, how does he get them in the first place? Does he just look them up on uh, LinkedIn and uh, then email them or contact, email them or contact them in some way? Or is there some technical trick or hack that he can use to bring them to him? In, in his case, he started out in sales in IT. Okay. And he just already—he was already a well-known person. Okay. But what about someone else who wants to go into IT uh, sales recruiting? Is not there already? How does he get the people in the business already to look at his blog, to look at his website, to look at his content? How does he do that? By by manually identifying them and contacting them by by uh, by hand, so to speak. One option, I'd, I'd start by actually making sure you've got freakishly good content and uh, trying to um, roll them in, like, for example, Hung Lui does with Recruiting Brain Food, and go to events. People remember if they've seen you live face-to-face. -face. 
go to eBay. Okay. I I don't know I don't understand what you said. Uh, how does get the people to come to your blog or your content? You didn't tell me. In case of Hong Lee, he he did it excellently. He just started having the very best recruiting uh, newsletter that was recruiting grain food. How did he, he get his newsletter out to people? He was already and before he started that newsletter, he was already uh, on social media in the recruiting field for a long time. I'm talking exactly. about someone's now, I'm talking about someone starts out fresh in IT sales recruiting. How do they get people to come to their content? Start by doing really great shit. How do you get them to look <laughs> at your content? Okay? Or it takes time, but if it's good quality, it will come. And how, how do you get them? Up. How do you get them to see it? They have to see it. You have to hook them. It's your your unknown to begin with. Maybe you've heard of this. It's called Google. That's how most traffic still gets there. Okay, so then you're going to have to wait till you build up a good SEO on on Google. That's what you're saying, right? Nothing else. I don't think that's a good well, answer. Too okay, passive. No. I mean, too passive. You. It, no, it starts with that, and yeah, you got to look them up. You got to look them up at at, at uh, LinkedIn. You got to start commenting on other people's uh, uh, blogs. Okay, the, the, so you got to go I'm, after them by hand, the old-fashioned way, and maybe even get on the phone and call them and introduce yourself, right? Could be, yeah. There's nothing okay. wrong about getting on the phone. Absolutely. Boss, I enjoyed having you today. We had some sound problems. Maybe I'll cut that part out of the show. Michael G. Cox, Maureen Sherub, Kathy Manis, Jerry came after a long time, Michael G. Cox, and again, our guest, Boss Von Hater. Thank you! Ah!